disciplined investor is all about you, your money, and the markets. Sit back and get ready for this edition of the Disciplined Investor Podcast. This episode of The Disciplined Investor is sponsored by Horowitz & Company. If you're looking for a portfolio manager, look no further. Horowitz & Company, from seed through harvest, cultivating financial success. Wrapping up a great year. Goodbye, 2021, and hello to 2022. Will we see a repeat? A three-peat? Will tech lead the way? Mm, looking forward to finding out and taking the time to sharpen the saw. Tools of the trade and lots more. All this and much more on episode number 747 of the Disciplined Investor Podcast. And a very happy new year. Welcome. 2022. How was your New Year holiday? How was your celebration? Did you even have one this year with all that's going on with this coronavirus part uh, eight? I don't know. As a way of introduction to set the record, hey, I'm Andrew Horowitz. I'm the founder of Horowitz & Company. It's an investment advisory firm. And what we do is we help you manage your money. What we do is that we work with people just like you on their investments, understanding what's going on with what they have or what they want to have sometime in the future. We have several different strategies that we use, all dependent on your investment goals, all that can be found on the disciplinedinvestor.com, describing the TDI Managed Growth Strategy, describing Investology, and even the global allocation. So check that out and see what's available for you. Kind of catching up and telling you what's going on down here in my neck of the woods and my area of the world. Yep, Florida is once again a hot spot. I feel like I am walking through raindrops, trying not to get touched trying not to be involved in any of this. It's probably the same thing for you. It's getting old already, but we have to be alert and aware. We have to we have to really be understanding of the fact that this is the world that we live in just for the moment and maybe a little bit longer, but we are here and now and we have to deal with it. We can't just simply ignore it. And that in itself is what we need to be thinking about when it, comes, when it comes to our portfolios. Just like we need to always be aware and ready for anything when it comes to our investments, we need to be aware right now with the world around us and this whole virus and what's happening with transmi transmissions and potential for testing, all these words in this vocabulary that we never knew about in a world that has changed so so tremendously over the last couple of years. And over the last number of years, the same thing has happened with investments. If you think about where we are in terms of the idea that did we even know what the word or the, the letters NFT, non-fungible token, meant a year ago or so? How about five years ago, what a cryptocurrency was? You know, 20 years ago, really what Web 2.0 would be not to mention Web 3, 3.0. Now, over the past few weeks on the show, on these various discussions that we've had, we talked about ideas 
specifically about understanding who you are as an investor. Some of the things that could be could be holding you back, some of the walls, the ceilings, the the area that defines you, but really necessarily doesn't have to be that. The idea that you may have limited yourself from reaching that level of success that you want to get to. And we try to talk you down, talk you off, discuss the ideas that there are other things out there that maybe you're not aware of. And that is what we're all about. The idea of educating. When it comes to maybe talking about the Fed, and we did that a lot last year, when it talks about some of the the techniques of investing, when we talk about some of the ideas and areas that may be hot, and especially over the last year. Over the last year, we talked about things like the lobster trap, the idea of mentally understanding that you have savings accounts and when they go in there, just like the lobster that goes in the lobster trap, it's very easy to get into, but very difficult to get out of. And we talked about that as a way to, for you to think about what you do each and every week, month with your investing, whether it's your 401k that's automatically deposited or just a plain old savings account that you're investing in. Money goes in and doesn't come out. That's the mentality we need to think about when it comes to savings so that you can effectively understand, well, how much should I put in? Because if you use it as a checking account, you're not going to have the ability to utilize that for your future and to have that long-term prospect of investing. Money goes in, doesn't come out until such time as you need it. The lobster goes in can't get out until somebody opens up and then sells it and uses it. We also talked this year a lot about, or I should say last year in 2021, that was just a couple of days ago, but last year we talked a lot about diversification. And in that discussion, I kept on bringing up the idea of a flower garden. I like to use these, are they metaphors? I guess they're metaphors, but the symbolism and this, this way to, to mentally visualize different ways of thinking. Because I think by doing so, it breaks us out of the normality of how we speak and how we understand and how we're taught to really give you a picture of what something could be. And the idea of diversification, when we talk about the flower garden and the idea that when you look at a flower garden or when you are in fact planting a flower garden. And as you're tending to that flower garden, it's best to have something blooming at any given time during the year. And as such, you can't just plant one specific flower. If you want to have just all boring green, just plant an entire flower bed full of evergreens that will look the same all the time. Kind of like a savings account. Pays you a little bit, doesn't do much, grows a little bit, but not a lot of things you need to do with it, doesn't really look great, but doesn't ever look bad either. As opposed to a full and robust garden full of different flowers, annuals, semi-annuals, things that are popping up and blooming every time and every season of the year. That's how you set up a diversification. A simplistic view of it, 
but yet a realistic view of how you want your portfolio to react in different seasons. When there is a winter, which would be maybe a market correction, when there is a summer where things are blooming because the sun is out and things are bountiful, plentiful, and doing well, different things are doing different work inside that portfolio. So we have the lobster trap of getting money in, not taking it out for the future. We have the flower garden approach to diversification and investing. And we even talked about dollar cost averaging this year in a different way than I've done it in a while. I talked about this idea of one foot in and one foot out and kind of oddly reversed it to one foot out, one foot in, if you remember that. We talked about this idea of dollar cost averaging with multi-levels and how we do it for our clients where we have a, a process that does both dollar cost averaging on an absolute time-based, let's say monthly basis, and then on an opportunistic basis where we are actually going and finding those points that we say, hey, this is a good time for money to go to work where things that we believe have a much brighter future just aren't doing well right now. So you have a pairing of both time-based and opportunistic, and we call that the one foot in, one foot out, especially for people, and there's a lot of you out there. I know that because I get a lot of notes about this. I just got one recently that said, you know, uh, I took my money out in 2008, and I really haven't been able to get back in. There's a lot of time in there, a lot of opportunities. There's been a lot of opportunities over that time period. And during that time period, you're telling me that we didn't have any ability to get back in through a plan or even when things dropped 20, 30, 40%, that didn't seem like a reasonable time to put money to work. So there's a lot we talked about, but there's a lot more I want to tell you. And on this, the start of a new year, I want to talk about also a few things that can help you. But I want to say, and I need to pause for a moment and mention this because this is important. Here we are at the beginning of the year, and I want to tell you how proud I am of the education that we've provided from the team that helps put the show together each and every week. I want to say thank you to the amazing guests that we've had, thank you. To For you, who have given me some great things to look at, the idea of the questions that you send in, the suggestions of guests, of topics, thank you. For sending me the emails, the encouragement, the notes, all of that, your stories of success, I want to say thank you. That's what this is all about. That's what keeps me going each and every week. You know how many people say, how do you do that? How, how, do you, how do you run that podcast every week? How do you come up with new ideas or changes to, to old ideas or just keep on doing it each and every week with what is going on in the markets right there and then and do your regular job as well? I mean, it is time consuming. And yes, I spend nights and weekends doing this, but I love doing this. I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to learning more and educating myself from areas that I don't know. And each and every week, I have to do amazing amount of prep work to come up with these thoughts, ideas, 
and information to pass on, the educational content that we utilize, the guests and the prep and the discussions and understanding, all of that takes time. But you know what? I'm so much better for it. I am selfishly doing this podcast in a way because I learn from all the guests that we've had on. I am then also on a daily basis looking for ideas and topics and information where I can share. And that brings that information to me. And there's something else. This whole idea of what I do, why I do it, and the things that have happened, I can remember the, the, the highlights from the first time I met a client to the first client that I ever had that retired. And that's what we're all looking to do here is live our life through our working career without financial problems, funding our future financial independence at a time when we retire. And I worked with this fine chap and his wife for about eight or nine years. And one day the day came that they were going to retire. And I have to tell you, that feeling of helping them, like I know this is helping you, like I know is helping me, reach a position in his life, a point of time where their financial situation was such that they won't have to worry about money through his retirement. And they were able to say, you know what? I can do this. That was amazing. And he's still a client, probably going on about 25 years. And he and his wife and I look back on the planning we did. And I got to tell you something, nothing like it. And that's just one example. And I know from the notes you send me and from what we're doing. Now, this is not just simply a pat on the back for me, but I'm also saying thank you to all the people and you for giving me this opportunity. So looking back on a new year and an old year, I just want to say um, how touched I am and how grateful I am for you. So thank you. And I know that from all the comments that we get that, you know, this is helping you. So that's great. Maybe it's helping you a little, maybe it's helping you a lot. Maybe, you know, it's helping you set your sails into the wind correctly. So you have smooth sailing in the future. I don't know. But the, the, the bottom line of all this is that we're all helping each other. It's a community. And that's why we do this every week. That's why you listen every week. So this year, what, what I wanted to do was provide you with some usable tools. I wanted to give you something that you could really grasp onto and utilize throughout the year as you are working on your investment portfolio, whatever that may be and however it may look right now, whether it's large or small, whether it's diversified or not, whether it's stock-related or futures or whatever it may be, I wanted to give you a glance at some of the tools that we use on an everyday basis, always, regularly, to help make investment decisions. I think this is could be one of the most asked questions that I get where people ask me things like, you know, where do I get my news? Where do I get my information? Where do I get the stuff that's going on to make me understand what happened now, today, tomorrow? And yes, news is important. But it's the straight news that we really want. Not the fluff. And the sites that are all about, you know this, all these these sites that are all about headline grabbing. This 
eyeball-wrenching, ad-motivated site that puts these headlines out that are like, this stock is going to triple, you know, or something like that. And you get into the ad and into, well, in the ad, of course an ad. You get into the article <laughs> and it's nothing more than a fluff piece. There's a lot of those. And you know it when you see it. You can smell it from a mile away. Sometimes you can't help but to look at it anyway. But you, you need to kind of stay away from those things. Maybe look at those last for what's going on because there is a purpose to those. And the purpose we'll, we'll get to. But I rely on a few areas, a few things. And one of the things is, is, is my sense of what is believable, what's, what's usable, what's accurate. More importantly is why I use the news. Because news comes in a couple of different flavors, as, at least as I see it. There's facts and fiction. And then there's somewhere in between. There's facts that are mixed with opinion. And that's like the CNBC app or CNBC TV. They, they have outsiders that come in to give opinion, probably talking in their book. Now, we can distinguish that from Bloomberg or Reuters as an example. Still, potentially some opinion in those as well. But there is a different kind of discussion when you read the research that's being done by in-house sources rather than outside sources that you have coming in and probably trying to provide some kind of information that will give you excitement in order to believe what they say and probably all about what's something that they're holding in their portfolio. Rarely will somebody come on and talk about things that they don't own. And they're probably not going to badmouth or talk down something they have in their portfolio. So you have to find the news that is pure research for those that have little axe to grind as possible. Hard to do, if not impossible, unless you go for the pure research itself. But from a news source, even if there's a little opinion in some of them, this research that I like when you look at Bloomberg and Reuters is great. I use the other places as a backup, a filler of sorts of what is being propagated out there and 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 what a lot of people are seeing, listening to, reading, because it gives me a pulse on the sentiment. And the same is true for other business sites in general. So my go-to is kind of Reuters first, uh, then I go to Bloomberg, and then I start shuffling around to other areas like CNBC or Fox Business News or, you know, name name your place that you want to go to to find the news source. Maybe Twitter, for that matter, where you can find sources that are linked that you've brought in. In other words, if you put all these different sources, you can look there. But understand, not Twitter for the source, but Twitter for the link to the news source. Make sure I'm clear about that. So Bloomberg and Reuters, good apps. And the mix of news is really great there. Twitter, I'm just going to mention this again, not Twitter for the news. Twitter, if you have various places like your favorite news areas linked up to get the direct feed from them. So it, it, it brings it all together for you easily. There's other places to do that as well. You know, just a feed, if you will, a, a, a place to congregate uh, all this. The other thing that I do and where I get my 
raw news without, in my opinion, outside opinion that may be necessarily warped is a service. I've talked about it before. As a matter of fact, I've had uh, Damon Southward on before. He's from Briefing. I use Briefing Trader as the place to find the raw facts for years and years and years. And good news, there's free trials for the service. There's Briefing Investor and Briefing Trader. You can track portfolios and, and economics. You can look at earnings that I do and get the analysis of what's coming up, what they expect, and then afterwards live, pretty much on the fly, once the earnings come out, their, their analysts are posting that stuff right away. News, live action, and trade ideas too. There's some great trade ideas because they actually trade and they tell you what they're trading right then and there. So that's really cool. So the research that I get from there on briefing is incredibly deep. And by the way, this, this, this is important. None of the items I'm discussing today are paid ads on the show. We're not doing paid ads today on anything like that. There's nothing. This is what I actually use on a regular basis for my research, my analysis, my links, my trading. All the things I'm talking about today are what I actually use uh, primarily. There's some other things out there too, but I'm trying to give you the best of the best. All these tools that I'm giving you are what I think will give you what you need. So check out Briefing Trader. It's free trial. Just kind of, you know, if you want to turn it off and turn it on. Do it at the beginning of the year when you have time to focus on it. I keep that as a screen, the briefing trader, and there's a live view to pane news flow that I put on. And I pick some things that I want to look at on the left side and the right side. And all day information is flowing. You could have a market sell-off or you could have a market blast-off. And there'll be analysis of what just went on and where the play is at. There'll be things that are, are looking like they want to enter swing trades, day trades, long-term trades, short trades. They're looking at all sorts of e economic backdrops. All this is there. And then beyond that, just the analysis, there's raw data as well that you can look at with some great charts. So great stuff. Now, next up is technical analysis, charting. And you've heard me talk about this before. And one of the things that is, is really um, you know, important to look at is where do I get and what do I like when it comes to charting? The idea of of my technical analysis. And, and the idea is, well, the, the, the charts that are out there for me have to be robust. Primarily, I use TradeStation. There's great coding, information, trading. It's old school. The old school installed platform on Windows is what I'm talking about here greatest platform for charting and trading, for coding, for putting your own indicators on, even a trading app store that has some amazing stuff on there. As with all, there's a learning curve, but you have watch lists. You can make idea generation, what's trading, this quickest over two min minute period, the hot trades for the day and hot lists. But the thing that I like the most is, and, and you know that we have uh, indicators that I built through a company called Trigger Charts, right? That plugs right into trade station. The reason I built those was for my own use for what I found to be the greatest technical analysis that we put together. These algorithms, these indicators, calculations that go right into there through their programming language and it works great. And then it's available in the trading app store and side note, it's the number one 
indicator in the trading app store. So people seem to like that as well. That's a great platform to use. I will tell you there is a learning curve. On the other side, and what I use for on the go and anywhere and tablet, iPhone, even computer for that matter, but that can be logged in from anywhere and it's kind of everything just pops right up because it's web-based, not program, not an installed program, is TradingView. And they have some ability to code your own indicators as well, although TradeStation is much more robust in my opinion. TradingView, what... One of the great things about TradingView is it looks great. Their charts are awesome. And a little bit of a learning curve. It's web-based. There's a great amount of opinion, massive depth of crypto. The ability to chart like anything that you could imagine in the crypto world is on there. Charts are really pretty. There's a great community with ideas. A lot of people are pushing. But there's, you know, what they do is they vote up a lot of stuff and they, they vote down. And so this way, the best rises to the top, hopefully, with some of the analysis that's out there. Great community-based trading app that's web-based. Uh, pretty charts, good coding. They use Pine Editor versus TradeStation. Uses um, easy language. It's a little bit different. It could be converted pretty easily, though. There's indicators that you can actually plug in. We're working with them right now and their team to figure out a couple of glitches that I found in the code uh, output with the same data that we compare. So that's going to be fixed soon. So there's some great stuff on there uh, as well. In addition on TradingView, what I found also interesting, you could pretty much um, trade with a bunch of brokers. You can hook up your TradingView account with a broker, trade right from the account with the broker through TradingView. So that's kind of cool. There's also some great research with core brokers out there, like Interactive Broker, Schwab, TD Meritrade. Each has their own benefits. I use them all. All have great plug-in research, idea generation, trading tools. Some are better for trading than others. Some are better that they have combo accounts like IB, Interactive Brokers, has stocks and futures and crypto. All in one account. You heard me talk about that before. Um, and that would be really good for that. In terms of, uh, let's say, mutual funds necessarily directly and ETFs, TD and Schwab are really good there. Both TD and Schwab also have other software for trading. That's pretty good, but you know, interactive brokers is really top about top with that whole that whole area. Uh, so again, these are all available to you know look at walkthroughs and check out, and depending on how you trade, what you trade, all of that is is in, embedded inside of all that. Now for raw research, I told you briefing gives me raw stuff, but really I look at it on their site, I read the research analysis get the data, find the data, know what's coming up. It's all organized really nicely, what earnings are coming up, what the expectations are, what the history was, et cetera. Now, if you want to go one step back into the raw part of the research, you can actually, if you're, if you're somebody that likes to do calculations, if you like to do the, the, the manipulation of data to understand, hey, what does this number mean in relation to that number? Well, you can look at Y charts. And we've had Y charts founder Sean Brown on. They're considered, I would say, an alternative to Bloomberg or maybe even Thomson Reuters, that genre. They have great plugins for Excel that you can use. They have great charting capabilities and the data of all sorts uh, that's going on inside in, inside of what they have on the site itself, as well as the the fact that they have the um, the, the plugin that seamlessly works between the API 
available for Y charts as well as directly into Excel. So you could pull in a series, let's say, there's all sorts of, you'd have to get, you'd have to learn. Again, a learning curve, you'll have to learn how to do this, but basically you can say, hey, I want to know the historical, uh, you know, we'll say earnings per share, just make it easy. Earnings per share of Apple every quarter for the last 10 years. You take that and then you can do what you want with it. You can say, okay, let me calculate what the earnings growth is on a quarter by quarter basis. Let me chart that now in Excel. And then you can set it up so that you can just on the fly change the symbol and the whole thing changes and all your charts change. I run a ton of economic spreadsheets with charts directly from there. And it automatically, once I open up the Excel document, it automatically goes out, does a call, brings in the data, charts everything, updates everything, and there we are. So YCharts has an amazing amount of information on the company itself, all the fundamentals, as well as price information. So you can do charts of, of a simple chart of, of price. You can look at it on their site. There's a consolidated page for an ETF, for a mutual fund, for a stock, et cetera. You can look at the economics that are coming, the historical reference points, where they are, break that all down, and find out the source where it came from and even click to go to where that is. YCharts is web-based, so there's all these hyperlinks that give you further in-depth analysis and source data for what you're looking at. So really cool to look at. You can also set up your screen to track portfolios and the news and happenings. And with one simple click, you could even create a model portfolio, your, your portfolio, and track all sorts of different attributes and do uh, reports on it. Pretty cool stuff. The API as well as the site itself, white charts. Morningstar is another area that I utilize, morningstar.com, for in-depth research on ETFs and funds. White charts uses Morningstar, so a lot of the stuff is there as well. But I go directly to Morningstar sometimes when I need a little bit more data and information on specifically ETFs and mutual funds. There's probably a few I missed in this whole thing. But where we just went through, and that was pretty fast, of probably half a dozen plus different areas, tools, websites, software packages, data services, will give you a, I think a pretty robust outfit to, to, to plug in for your research, for your investments and to keep on top of all that's going on. And that's my thought on how to start your year. Let's mix it up a little bit, change it up a little bit. Go figure that what you're looking at right now may have an alternative, a source that you can reference that you feel good about, a place that you could find really good information chart it, understand it, research it, without all the fluff and without all the, the advertising-based websites that are just trying to pull you in to get a click count and order report back to their advertisers so they get paid their 32 cents through clickbait. Sometimes it's required to go to the source, and what I like to do is go to the source. Make up my own information um, my, my opinion about all the information that I'm seeing from the raw data itself. Doesn't that sound like a smart thing to do? That's where we get the discipline from. Not easy. But that's what sometimes you need to do is to, to understand what's happening rather than just buy into the crap that's being told. With that, we're going to end this show for the new year. 
taking a little bit break, taking it easy over the holidays. I want to thank all of you for everything that you do, that you've done, that you will do, everything that is happening now and in the future, and looking forward to a great 2022 with you. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Looking forward to some great guests, some great education, some great times, and making sure that we all maintain or become disciplined investors. See you next week. Nothing discussed in this podcast should be considered a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Past performance is no indication of future results. In addition, the information presented is not intended to be used as a sole basis of any investment decisions, nor should be construed as advice designed to meet the individual needs of any particular investor. Nothing herein constitutes legal, accounting, or tax advice or individually tailored investment advice. Remember, investing involves substantial risk. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results and a loss of original capital may occur. No one receiving or accessing this information should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence, including carefully reviewing any applicable prospectuses, press releases, reports, and other public filings of the issuer of any securities being considered. Please consider this for educational purposes only. As always, use your best judgment when investing. Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.